like you now to meet the brightest star in show business. I'm Shay. I'm Allie. And this is She's Great Math. A Girl Squad podcast Patreon edition episode. Yes. We're going to discuss a movie that I love so much and Shay had never seen it. And to be honest, I was a little nervous. Yeah, I was too. Because I really wanted Shay. If Shay didn't like the movie, I would have been really like crushed and embarrassed. And uh, luckily, it was excellent. It was excellent. So we're talking about The Bling Ring, the Sofia Coppola film, um, I Want to Rock. 2013 absolute masterpiece written and directed by Sofia Coppola and it's an ensemble cast of some young young up-and-comings Tasia Farminga and Israel Broussard and Katie Chang uh Claire Julian Emma Watson who's now retired who is I recently got onto a I'm on this one I follow this one on TikTok who does a lot of blind items and she was going on about all the Emma Watson blind items, and it made me so sad. But anyway, and then Leslie Mann. And also Paris Hilton and Kirsten Dunst, and just a whole who's who of people, of, of stars. The, the premise of The Bling Ring is it's based on a true story about a group of teens from my hometown, Calabasas, California, uh, who robbed celebrity homes in 2010 2009 they did this robbing and uh it became obviously huge news and then there was a vanity fair article and then uh this movie was made and that's that's the bling ring they they robbed lindsay lohan's house the end (laughs) i just had a brain freeze completely i forgot what i was doing and I got frozen for a second. Did you see this when it came out? I saw this when it came out. 2013. I was in college. Yes, I saw this when this came out in theaters. Um, I, Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette's like one of my all-time favorite movies. And so, and the bling ring like literally happened in my hometown. It was big news. And one of, some of the girls went to uh, a school near my house And so it was, like, exciting. It was a story I knew very well. And I was very excited. And um, I watch it all the time. (laughs) I watch this movie, I watched it maybe four times during the pandemic. And I told you earlier, like, last night I was, like, I want to watch something. And I'm like, "Hmm, am I going to watch Twilight or The Bling Ring? (laughs) Um, I'm, like, very um, evangelical about this film. I'll tell anybody. From the first time you watched it, you were just like, oh, yeah, this is that good shit. No, actually, I did not like it the first couple times I watched it. And yeah. I think because... Why did you keep watching it? Uh, it was always one of the... No, so what happened was I saw it in theaters uh-huh. when it first came out. And then I kind of never watched it again. I think I maybe probably watched it another time. But then I saw it in at a screening at Metrograph, I think. And seeing it, like, and this was relatively, it must have been, like, 2018. Was that Retrograph or BAM? Because BAM did that very good, like, millennial series. No, and they it, showed it. it was at a Metrograph. Yeah. And um, most uncomfortable scenes of all time. And um, I was like, oh, this movie rocks. And then I had truly, I think, a revelation while watching it then that I was like, 
Oh, this movie's excellent. Just that's like me with Blue Velvet. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do I like about this movie? It's it is. I really am very into movies by ladies for ladies that have absolutely no interest in appealing to a male audience. Um, and I think a lot of times movies like that get passed over for being bad or fluffy or, um, or stupid. And the bling ring is so unapologetically about a very specific time in American pop culture that is girl centric of tabloid celebrity um where like look going on and reading where celebrities are going on the internet where like that whole kind of thing you know the hills kind of era and then this kind of pre-social media um you go out and you post 40 photos on facebook after you go out you do photo booth photo shoots with your friends and you want to shop at Kitson and you want to like copy Rachel Belson's outfit that you saw in Seventeen Magazine and like this kind of just like very highly concentrated short period of time that we're all processing a little bit. Like now the kids are starting to wear all the Y2K clothes, but I mean, it is so crazy to watch a movie that is absolutely so saturated in a very specific um style mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's interesting because i i mean this was well reviewed very yeah um or not very it was yeah it was um i like that it's extremely non-judgmental to the point where like it's saying all it needs to say, like, in, in almost in a way where it is kind of being judgmental. Yeah. You know, like, it's not portraying the kids as, like, stupid fucking idiots. Right. Or, like, caricatures. Um, and it is very, like, it is kind of just vibes. Yeah. Which is cool. Peak, peak, peak Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, it. let me get off my chest. Yes. The main thing that drove me insane. Emma Watson is smoking indoors and nobody can smell it. Nobody can nobody cares. Nobody can smell it. No, and I'm just like, I could be outside and somebody could be half a block away from me, and I could still smell the cigarette and it'll smell in my hair. Well, some like, like inside baseball, or I don't know if that's the correct use of that term, Calabasas and Agora Hills, where the film takes place, had extremely strict smoking laws like we were one of the first cities to ban smoking in public places so you also could not smoke like in your backyard if you were a certain feet Mm -hmm. from your next door neighbor so like someone would have totally noticed i have to google this because it's gonna really bother me um we i very much remember it being a um yeah in 2006 a secondhand smoke control ordinance and um again in 2008 so you like could not smoke they basically banned it like she's in her friend's room and his father comes to the door and she just like has it behind her back and it's and it's lit 
And nobody's saying anything. No one's like, hey. Does everybody have COVID? Like, it smells like cigarettes in here. Like, no, but I was just like, that's not logic. That is so insane to me and such a weird, and it happens so many times. Oh, yeah. That I don't understand. I don't understand. When she's freebasing in her friend's room. Yeah. And no one says any, no one can smell that? Because you know the mother would smell it and be like, what the fuck? We do yeah. not do that. That's not good to our bodies. Leslie Mann and her juicy couture tracksuit. Exactly. Um, so weird. Um, also, I do not like the power by Kanye West needle drop. No. That is the most on-the-nose, like, thing that does not work for this movie. If it no. was any other, any other track, even just from that album, I'd be like, okay, like, maybe... But, like, it's, like, the most overplayed, like, thing ever. Even the use of um, the super rich kids, Frank Ocean, is, like, cheeky enough yeah. to be funny. Yeah. Um, I will say the 212 dance, where they go to a club and dance to 212, it is so perfect. Yeah. It's so, it's just so, they're all bad at dancing. They're in these crazy outfits. They're clearly oh 14. Yeah. Fucking Emma Watson was in, like, a dress that looked like she got it at Delia's. Yes. Her, like, knockoff Hervé Leger. It was so ugly. There are... That is, like, some things about that are just so, um... Little details that are just, like, so intense. Um, and make the whole thing really crazy. I think... I love... I think you're so right. Like, I love how it's not judgmental. Yeah. And it does the same thing the Wolf of Wall Street does, which is, like, really makes everything seem really awesome and then kind of fun in a distanced way. And then you slowly, like, the consequences of their actions come crashing at you when they, like, get into car crashes. Yeah. Get arrested. I mean, even just seeing those scenes play out, because they do look so age-appropriate, it is ridiculous because it's literally, like, watching babies, like, drink and do cocaine. Yes. And it's just kind of like... Why are you doing that? Like, that's yes. like, this is insane. And then the Because end, it is insane. Yes. And it's one of those things, it's like, how do your parents let you go to a club? Yeah. How are they letting you, like, go out and c- come home at all hours of the night? How does um, one of the girls have, like, an adult boyfriend? I mean, yeah. I get it because men are dogs. But, like, ew. She looks like a child. They're, like, VIP at the club with her adult boyfriend. It's so creepy. And it's, like... Selling fake Rolexes. It's so, um... Interesting, because when you are getting... When you're, like, that age, you want to be, like, grown up so badly. And I think that's kind of the point of the movie, is that, like... It almost feels like for millennials, kind of like in hyperdrive, yeah. like it is so intense to want to feel grown and to be glamorous and to do all of these things that it just kind of doesn't make sense. Right. And it's like they don't even know why they want that. Yes. They're just doing it because just to do it. Right. But not... Because somebody else told them that that's what they would want. There's the, um, like, they do these crazy, like, magazine flip 
transitions where they'll show you a celebrity and it'll be like all the different outfits and like photo red carpet photos of them and you're kind of like oh like that's not a real person and then they go to their house and it feels really weird in the beginning it's kind of awesome like it's all very like glamorous and sparkly and then towards I think they go to like Rachel Bilson's house or Megan Fox's house and they're just like going through her medicine cabinet and like looking at her lotion and it's just something that's like so invasive and one of these things is kind of like when you get addicted to something and it starts to get the, the shine wears off and it just gets kind of sad. Yeah. Um, the, the age is so fascinating also because it's one of these things that's like, when I was 15, whatever, like I was such a loser. I didn't have a car. I went to musical theater after school and like hung out with my theater friends on the weekend and did homework. Like I was not going to clubs. I was, and I, and I wouldn't like know how to handle myself if I even in was, was in that situation. But it's one of these things like, oh, you're bored with your friends. What are you going to go do? We can go anywhere you want, do anything you want. Well, instead of going to so-and-so's house, like, I guess we'll like rob Paris Hilton. That's the first house they go to, right? Just, I think the first one is Paris. Paris because then they go back and they go and like bring friends and stuff. And, like, party in her club room, which is they actually filmed it at Paris Hilton's house, which is so fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they go to Paris Hilton's house first. Several times. And then they go to Audrina Patridge. That's where the long take is. Oh. Yeah, that's a good shot. Um, and then... Oh, and then when they, like, sell all the stuff on the, like, Venice Beach boardwalk. Oh, my God. That was, like, so insane and so sloppy. Yes. But also, why were their doors unlocked? Like. That's the thing. That's so crazy. Like, no one's, they don't have anyone, like, house-sitting for them. They just leave. So strange. Um, They go to, then they go to Megan Fox's house. Is that where the gun is? Yes. Yes. Then Miranda Kerr's house, and that's where they steal all of Orlando Bloom's Rolexes. Yes. Which he, like, sells to the guy who owns the club again. It's like, first of all. Yeah. How do you know this, man? With his ugly little hat on. Ugh. That character, I think it's really great that you see the film, like, there's one guy in kind of the little clique, and I think it's very interesting that you see the film through his, him joining the friend group. Yeah. And it, to me, makes girlhood and girlness aspirational. That these, like, they drink Starbucks and they wear sunglasses and they know everything about celebrities and they go to these clubs and this is so amazing and it's so awesome and I want to be a part of that in a way that is, like, very... Rich girlness. And rich rich girlness. Girlhood. Rich yeah. girlhood, yes. In a um, se- the Seventeen magazine yeah. version of girlhood, for sure. Yeah. Um... It is something that, like... But they would scoff at 17 because it's not Vogue. It's not Vogue. Yeah. It, it's not nylon. Yeah. Huh? It's not people. But there's something about... Yeah. And and that's like... Um, you don't... You, teen girl movies are always about teen girls being sad and needing a male validation. And this is like they don't need the validation of anybody. Yeah. I mean, when we very... We see very little of, like, their lives except for just, like, them robbing... And going to a club. 
be yeah, like, or, like selling stuff. And they were like parents ignoring them. Yeah. The, the well, mo- on, like, we don't even we don't even know like yeah we don't even know like it's so there's that scene when the like the blonde girl's getting arrest the blonde girl with the smoky voice is getting arrested and her mom's just like making her a juice and <laughs> it's like so. I just love that no one's reacting and there are sirens getting closer and closer and closer and it's kind of like, they're coming to your house. But they're like, we would never get arrested or caught or do anything bad. Like, that's just not how this works. Um, I love the moment where um, they go to Lindsay's house and the main girl is like so... Like, she needs a moment. She yeah. has, like, her own private moment of just kind of, like, wow, I'm, like, here. Which also is such a step back kind of moment to see, like, they do not understand the consequences of, like, what they're doing at all. Yes. It is all just kind of, like, funny and, like, Bra- bragging. Cool, yeah, like cool. they're doing it. Yeah, like, it's all about, like, status, but also, like, they want to be that, but they'll never be that. It's just so, like, and then the girl being so interested in knowing, like, oh, does, does Lindsay know that it was me? Yeah. Like, what did she say? Does she say anything about me? It's so... Tragic. This is so... Um, I keep saying so... This film is it's pre-influencer. Yes. Or at least influencing kind of started picking up as this was released, but right. it's set earlier. And I think it says everything that you need to know. I mean, it kind of feels like the state of everything now is so much worse. Yeah. It's like, what if the bling ring times 250? Right. Because everybody's trying to make it themselves. And well, you know everything about what every celebrity is doing all the time. All the time. You know the ins and outs of their homes, their closets, their routines. And this is kind of the last era where American celebrities were kind of ethereal and distant. Mm-hmm. Even someone like Audrina Patridge, there's something about her that's um, unattainable and, and like aspirational. Yeah. But when you lay down this, when when now it kind of seems like, oh, we can all do this if we just kind of like format things a certain way and post yeah. in certain ways yeah. and ride the waves with the algorithms and all that, which is um, crazy. I think it's kind of sad, honestly. It, oh, I think it's sad too. I mean, obviously, like if that's your hustle, that's your hustle. Yeah. Like, and that's totally fine. Power to you. But it's just kind of like... One, you know, in a snarky way, it's like, well, if everybody's special and influential, then nobody's special and influential. Yes. Not that I'm saying that every, like, there should be, like, exclusivity and stuff like that when it comes to, like, who gets attention and stuff like that. But um, I just don't think it's good for people's, like, mental health to be um, so... Fast, obsessed with the way that they're perceived and, like, the things that they can get from it. Yes. This is such a thing that's happening right now with, like, everyone being inside all the time for the last year and a half and, like, trend cycles happening so quickly on TikTok. There's so many influencers. They – it's such an echo chamber of there's one dress and everyone buys it and you wear it for two weeks and then it goes away and then never, everyone, no one ever wears it ever again. And – 
people are really losing their own um, voices a little bit. I think, like, we're going to see a great split of, like, super individual people who give zero fucks and just do whatever they want. And then we're going to see people who are totally lost. Mm -hmm. And because you're so right, those are the people who put so much weight on perception. I also think that's such a uniquely white thing. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, in high school, like I like went to high school in Virginia and everybody dressed the same. I yeah. mean, th and this is, this is everything. This is all like everybody does that, but it, you know, it's like, we all have our Sperry's on. We all have like Hollister tops on, da, 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 whatever, whatever. Sperry's are comfortable. It doesn't matter. Um, but it kind of never ends, especially with like white people. Yes. Like I could go, I could go on the L and I'll see literally on my way to your apartment. There were three bitches walking behind me who all had the same like black banana clip in their hair and they all had the same kind of pant, but they were like kind of different shades of jean and like the same kind of puffy top. And I'm like, it's one thing if yes. you're like, okay, we have a theme, we're doing a theme, but it's another thing when it's like you're all just kind of like following the same thing. I feel like it is such a uniquely like white thing to yes. have these sort of like boxes to check, mm -hmm. which are usually tied to material things that also in some way give you more status above other people. Right. It's the strangest thing. I mean, that's, it's not just, I mean, everybody has, like, black people also have, they also do this, but it's very different when it's, like, white people because it also has kind of, like, like, the Pinterest industry Ugh. is so steeped in, like, whiteness, but it's, like, no, but this is, like, very aesthetic and good, and this is so, you know what I mean? Right. It's the, like, the introduction of chuggy as a way to separate good good taste from bad taste and it's very classist and it's very regional to imply that like people who wear this kind of thing have no taste but I wear this and so therefore I'm superior but I you know it's so right like I I follow some influencer that I found on TikTok I follow her on Instagram and she just like lives in Brooklyn and wears outfits and she's like getting on my nerves a bit now but <laughs> Someone in her DM, so she posted on her story, like, a questions thing, and someone says, like, I'm going to a fashion week event, what should I wear? And she was, like, wear jeans and a white shirt and a big black blazer. And I was just kind of, like, that, I was, like, oh, you have no, you have no sense of style. Yeah. You have no personal style, you regurgitate. This is not... Yes. I would say, where, who are you, whose show is it? Wear your balls to the walls outfit. Yeah. Like, dress according to the brand. Like, dress what makes you feel happy. Yeah. I, I have some Fashion Week events for work, and I was like, I can't wait to get dressed up. Yeah. I don't obviously have any of the clothes by any of the designers we're working with, but I'm going to, like, wear my most fun black dress and have a nice time. Exactly. The film, I think, does such a good job capturing this. Yes. Um, I remember, I just remembered the first time they rob the main girl and the guy break it, Rebecca and what's his name? Ian James. I feel like it's James. Mark. Mark. Ah! <laughs> we were so close. Four yeah. letters. Yeah. Um, they break into someone's car and they steal someone's wall, someone's wallet. Yeah. And then they go on a shopping spree and 
it's the then like two scenes later where she's showing off to all of the other girls at school the stuff that she either stole or bought with the stolen money. And it's like, I remember when I was in high school, the status item was this like puffy, like almost like parka material Marc Jacobs tote bag. And it came in different colors every season. And I wanted one so badly my mom was like, that's not a practical bag. I'm not spending that much money on a school bag for you. You have a perfectly fine backpack. And it was one of these things that was like, I was 15 years old. It was a bag to carry textbooks. It got thrown on the floor and thrown in a locker. And it was something where it was this intense status symbol. Uh, in a, in a very, I mean, it's like being a teen girl is awful. It's so competitive. It's so mean. It's so judgmental. And the armor of the stuff you have and the status symbols that you have is like it's wep- it's weaponry and i think exactly. the movie does a really good job showing that showing like, that their kids and outside forces are handing you the spear and being like okay go kill that bitch yes like fully yeah put on an Hervé Leger dress and go to a club yeah and now you are you know freaking someone's going to think you're 25 and you, know, you can dance poorly. You can dance poorly. I think now it's a good time to talk about the poor dancer herself, Emma Watson. Um, I tweet, like, maybe every six months <laughs> that if you think Emma Watson is a bad actress, you need to watch The Bling Ring because she's full method. Um, she does the accent. She, like, does the Kardashian voice of, oh, my God. She's almost a little, I think she's, I don't, uh. She's, it's, it's a, it's a, but she is the biggest performance out of all the other girls who are so, so, too subtle. Um, yes, and kind of asserting herself as, like, the leader. Yeah. She's not the brains, but she is the loudest. Yes. I feel like they could have gotten an American girl to do that. I do, too. But I sort of don't mind. I'm, I'm, as I said earlier before we started recording, like, I'm very much like, please hire Americans to play Americans. Um, and, and, you know, let Jamie Dornan be Irish 2021. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a movie this weekend and it started a British woman and there was just absolutely no reason why she couldn't be British. It's like, people move every, let her be British. Um, anyway, uh, she has just, like, the best lines in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, the iconic, I want to rob. And then my personal favorite scene, where she's, like, laying in bed, freebasing, and Tasia Farminga is trying on a bunch of vests. Because <laughs> this is the time when we all wore vests. I was, I wore so many vests. <sighs> I wore a denim vest all the time from Nordstrom's Rack. It was really ugly. And then I definitely had, like, furry vests. I want to bring back ponchos. I loved ponchos. You gotta bring back ponchos. That's so comfortable. Ponchos were so comfortable and it was so nice to kind of just like tuck your arms under your poncho. Yeah. I definitely um, want to get a poncho or like a cape. This. I have a couple capes. Yeah. I'm gonna pull them out in the winter. I've always mm-hmm. been a little bit like shy. And now I have nothing to lift. I mean, fuck it. We literally, like, literally, who cares? Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck you, wear a cape. Uh, but she's like laying and she's her biggest pair of dress and she's just like laying and just your butt looks awesome. 
And I'm just like, this is the height of American cinema. <laughs> I love she this. the one that says, Jude Law, like, totally keeps texting me. Yeah. Which is insane. And then Tasia, because that's obviously a lie. And then Tasia for me goes, you keep texting him. Yeah. <laughs> that's not him. That's not him. You were, like, 14. And it's also not him. And it's like... They kind of try to imply that, like, maybe they're models or they're trying to be uh, models. Yeah. It's like, no, they're, they're like, bored, rich white girls. Middle, like, upper middle class white girls with whose moms homeschool them and teach them the secret. Oh, my God. You should, lessons on the secret. Leslie Mand is like, I have a Pinterest mood. She's like, we're making mood boards and mine has Angelina Jolie, Jolie on, on it. it. <laughs> and they're just like, Brad Pitt's hot. And then she's like, stop it! Well, it was like, what's a good quality about Angelina Jolie? It's like, Brad Pitt's hot. It's like, okay, that's not a quality. <laughs> so good. Um, I went to see Sofia Coppola speak at the New Yorker Fest a couple years ago, and she was saying, like, how she starts writing her movies is just, like, pictures and music and, like, builds from there and then starts writing things. And so to me, in the kind of, like, weird quotiness of the movie that's like it's not talky at all and so much is said with very little that it's so I don't know it reminds me of that meme that's like I wish I could be mysterious if only I could shut the fuck up (laughs) I think the best scene in the movie is actually when Mark is just like recording himself in his room like trying to put on and he's just like popping his little butt and he's Smoking just like kind of, yeah and he's just like feeling himself but he's like also like it has like the energy of uh Nathan um oh my god Nathan for you Nathan Nathan Fielder? Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Yes. Nathan Fielder, like, dancing to Shakira, but also, like, he's a little baby, and yeah. he's, like, you know, feeling cool, but it's also so cringe when little kids feel like, you know, it's cringe, but it's so honest, and a reminder that they are children. children. He's such a fascinating character, also, like, the scene where he's getting dressed to go to school, and he keeps, like, changing his shirt or something and he's like trying to hide his tummy and look cool and then he puts on like a skinny tie and a fedora and a vest and a graphic tee um I know I love that scene where he's like it's like recording yourself in photo booth and it's like that's what you would do yeah and then also the scene where he steals the heels from Paris Hilton's house and just like is wearing her high heels yes 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 and then like when the cops come that's like the first thing they bring out and it's like Chekhov's pink pumps. Oh my god. I, um, and it's also so interesting to see his, without, like, really telling, like, him getting more comfortable with himself. Yes. Through these girls. Um, do they say that he's gay? They don't say that he's gay. It's sort of implied. It's sort of implied, though. Or at least that he's, like, still figuring figuring out his sexuality. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. But he doesn't have a... His relationship with the main one, Rebecca, is very much like... That's my sister, and I fucking love her. And I want to be her. And I want to be her. Yeah. Like, I love her, but also I want to be her at the same time. It's Never sexual. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Yeah. And I love that there are no, like, sexual... Well, there's, like, the girl and her adult boyfriend, but... Yeah. But That's crazy. Like, absolute pro. Tasia Farminga crushes that of just being she looks a like freak. A child. She looks like a child. That man is it a grown man? 
jail. He doesn't even go to prison for being a grown man dating a kid. Who had a gun and shot the gun in your... I couldn't. But also talk about an intense scene where she's like drunk, high, jumping on a bed, waving around a gun. A gun. And you know, like, it cannot end well. And you're Brian Austin Green's gun. Is that his name? It was, I think, um, Ryan Austin Green, the actor, because that's from Megan Fox. It's Megan Fox's house, so I guess it's his or hers. It's someone's, someone's gun. Yeah, the two best little moments are like when they go to Megan Fox's house and she has a script on the table and she like thumbs through it and throws it away and it's like we are so not interested in that. Got it? We want stuff. And then this scene crushes. The last time I watched the movie, this is scene that crushed my heart. Mark is storing a bunch of the stuff at his grandma's house. And he goes to his grandma's house. He's in the garage. And then he's leaving. And the, he's like, okay, bye, grandma. And the grandma turns around. And she has, like, a plate of cookies. And then he leaves. And she puts the cookies down. And it, like, lingers on the grandma for, like, a little bit longer than it needs to. Where you're just like, oh, call your grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. This movie is so... I just, I just cannot imagine that anybody's going to, I mean, I think Zola, yes, Zola is kind of the only thing that comes to my mind yeah, because that is, it's different, it's different, but that is also about glamour. Yes. It's also about friendships that turn, that turn in a way where like eventually you cannot back out. Um, right. And kind of like, what do you do when that kind of happens? And, but also not in the direct way, but it's also a very good understanding of where we are in the time that, because I guess that, when is that, that thread comes out in 2003. Uh, Probably around the time the movie came out, right? The Zola tweets are from... 15? 2015. 15. Mm-hmm. 15. Okay. So still, like, pre-Instagram like, stories. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. 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 Uh, like, I remember, like, those were my Tumblr days. Tumblr time. Fully. Peak Tumblr time, yeah. Yeah. Um, not just for porn, but for all the things. I did a lot of Tumblr in high school. And I watched a TikTok and I realized, like, I was on the early wave of Tumblr. And I felt I was in the middle wave of Tumblr, but I guess I... I was I was, was very, like, middle to the end of Tumblr. Yeah, I was, like, 08 to 12. When they took away the porn, I was like, there's nothing for me here. Yeah. When it got to Harry Potter, like, fanfic-y, I was like, I don't want any of this. It was very... And it, it, yeah, yeah. But it's so interesting to see, like, what happens when the people that didn't have Tumblr yes. turn to Twitter and use yes. Twitter like Tumblr. And yeah. you're just like, this is ugly. Awful. It's like, what are is, y'all saying? Like, I would not be upset if we brought real Tumblr back. Yeah. I mean, it's still on. Yeah, it just, it's, still it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. And you can't jerk off if no. you wanted to. Uh, it was nice. It, just had, it had it all there. It, it had, had it all there. there. You were like, ooh. I like this picture. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm going to click on this hashtag and, yeah. like, exp- learn a little bit about myself. Exactly. Explore. I mean, yeah, you'll find some upsetting things. Oh, well, yeah, of course. All the time. But you um, also find upsetting things on Twitter. Everywhere. The whole internet. But it, I also like that Tumblr was a bit more anonymous. Yes. like... 
And also there was like a... I don't like knowing y'all. But there was also a level of you could avoid... You could not you could not see things. And on like Instagram Explore, TikTok, you really have to do a little work to unsee things. And they're very much like, especially Instagram is trying to get like your Explore page in your main feed. Like your oh main Oh my God, yeah. In a way where I'm just... Like, I do not want to see, like, young 20-somethings uh-uh. dressing as if they got, like, a, a party city dress that is just 70s girl. Like, I, I don't want to see that. That's not fashion to me. I don't care. That's not in line with anything that I want to be doing. Please stop. My explore page oh. is ceramics. Mmm fashion some fashion stuff a lot of like interior design things um and literally telling me to buy here's a tweed suit set and it's 32 dollars and um a, a thing called say this instead of ghosting okay red excuse me and then a picture of nicole kidman I also have a picture of Nicole Kidman being kissed by Tom Cruise. yeah me too I have that one too oh from God. classic dreamings Yes. Oh yeah. My God. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, some bitch is doing 90s inspired looks. I don't care. I have some pictures of Jennifer Lopez, which is cool to me. Um, and raccoons. I send my boyfriend a lot of photos of raccoons um, and like monkeys. Who is this? I just got an infographic called Types of Crushes. That's rude. Most common eyeliner mistakes. Oh, that's actually useful. Some drag race stuff. A gold lame dress. Alexa Chung. Oh, I'm surprised she wasn't in this. I'm surprised. Oh. She said Alexa Chung and the Alexa started going off. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. That was she, really like, scary. She like told us all about like something about North Korea. That was really scary. I'm surprised that I don't like that. That woman was not in the movie though. I'm unplugging that. That was scary. They're listening and they're hearing us talk shit about the algorithms and they're reporting us. It reminds me of that scene in uh, Us. And he's like, Ophelia, call the police. Now playing Fuck, Fuck the, the Police. police. <laughs> um, great scene. Great scene. That's a way to do, like... That's, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you do things, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, funny. A Subtle. Little, a little, like, a little, like, you know, but it's not, like, it's not Instead bad, of, like, yeah. a character screaming, like, this is the subject! Don't call the police. Yeah. We hate the cops. Yeah. That's another conversation. Uh, yeah, I, um, oh, but I guess what I was saying, like, way, way back was just Zola has a very good understanding, also a very progressive, like, understanding of, like, sex work yep. and, like, its boundaries and all that and, like, the attitude towards it, especially, like, the attitude that comes from, from sex workers about that work, which right. is, like, totally, like, yeah, you know, this is what I do, like, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. 
uh, in Miami. Shut up. Um, but I can't really think of, and I just don't think, but maybe also because that was that, that, that the bling ring is a period piece is why, mm, why we're like able Zola to kind too. of like, yes, that's why yeah. we're able to kind of look at it as like a small, like slice of something. Yes. Whereas like, if you made something about influencers now, ah, oh, you know what? I'm wrong. Cam. Cam, Cam yeah, is also Cam. And very, very good. I think also it's very different tonally, but like Ingrid Goes West is another one. See, I don't love Ingr- um, Ingrid Goes West because I think it's, um, like I don't, I do not have, I do not think that like influencers are stupid. I do not like think that they're bad people and it is a lot of work to be good at it. And I also think that probably takes place when there were, like, we are the first, like, go-round yeah, of influencers. Yes. We have worked very hard at this. I was a blogger, and now I do this. Like, I've integrated it. Like, I totally get And I think the movie is a little, like, mm, what you do is stupid. And I do not love that. I think it... I never got that... that it that Because I, I think Elizabeth Olsen is so serious about it. But I think the movie doesn't really explore... Like the way that it, it doesn't really like. I think it's a little dismissive it, of like. It hasn't what done it, the work, like in the writing of it. It never did the work to really figure out like what goes into being an influencer. Yeah, it's more about the repercussions and the perception versus like being yeah. an influencer. And so I think that sort of like, because um, like Ingrid's whole thing is like, I don't, I barely remember. Like she wants to like be. Elizabeth. It's, it's she like wants do to I want be to her, be, be yes. your friend or be you? Yes, sort of thing. And she also doesn't understand like but what she it also takes doesn't to be understand an like, and like what that like means. So I guess yeah. in a way, I I do see what you're saying. Yeah, fully. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm just not sure that that movie that movie's a little too um a little too judgy or not judge not judgy, but just like a little too like not it doesn't it's not as um it doesn't take as many steps back and just kind of showing the thing for yeah. what it is no yeah as, yeah, yeah as like the other movies that we've kind of yeah. brought up yeah i think it's like uh also directed by men yeah so there's like another very, thing yes. about the like female profession through a male gaze like which feels yeah. very just like uh, yeah, we're going to the desert and we're taking pictures. It's just like, yeah, right. that's like what people like do. Like, yeah. the work that she does is very similar to the work that Cam does in, uh, like, is that her name? Is her name Cam and Cam? It's not I Cam. I don't think her name I is Cam. I do not remember that. That movie was such a Cam. trip. Yeah, that's a great film. Oh, wait. Earlier, Ali and I were talking about. Who oh, that's play. another one directed by a man. Yes, but it's co-written by a woman. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, no, Madeline, Alice. Bre- Madeline Brewer would play Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, without a doubt. Period. At, we Madeline were, we Brewer were trying, titties. Yeah, we were, we were trying to figure that out earlier. Yeah, we cast uh, Anna Nicole Smith movie a la Spencer and Anna Nicole Smith a la Spencer, and then um, uh, yeah, Pablo Lorraine. Yeah. Smith. And then uh Roni movie. Yes. Oh wait, but we didn't say but maybe not Pablo as the director of that. Oh. I think it should be a woman. Oh yes, yes, yes. A woman would have to direct an Anna Nicole Smith movie. Yeah. I think we said Mariel Heller. 
Yes, because she could do anything. She could do anything. 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 Oh gosh. What else is there to say? The soundtrack slaps. Oh, soundtrack is she, so she good. She does. She has such an effortless cool about her. Oh, it's so sad that the um, cinematographer didn't. I know. Able to finish it. The, film like, the film is dedicated, so dedicated to him. To him. I feel so fucking sad. He has done some of my. I mean, he literally did Zodiac and um, and the game, a movie I absolutely love. And then the opening sequence in Seven, that, like, creepy, weird thing with, like, the pieces of film and the writing. Not the whole movie in and of itself, but just that. And then, like, um, and then Bling Ring. So, you know, uh, he's a friend of the pod. And also, he did the music video for um, Criminal, Fiona Apple. So, yes, but the film was dedicated to him. Um... Yeah, there was something you were saying that I had to say. Oh, the ending of the film. They all go to jail, or most of them go to jail. And the main boy really goes to jail. It's really depressing. He's, like, this teeny little kid in, like, jumpsuits with these, like, massive guys on a thing. And you're like, oh, my God. All he wanted was to have some friends, and now he's going to jail. Don't do drugs, kids. And then... Emma Watson, who plays the, like, Alexis Nyers character, is on a talk show, and then she just, like, promotes her her new adventures after it, and it ends with her, like, looking directly at the camera, being like, visit my website to learn more about my journey, and you're just kind of like, oh, the hustle mm-hmm. never stops. Never. Um, but I will say, Alexis Nyers is doing really well. She's on TikTok. She seems very happy, sober, has a family. Yelling at anti-vaxxers, so. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. She seems, like, really, at least from the TikTok, she seems great. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all just, like, it's all, it's all an act, y'all. I mean, it is, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. It's, like, yeah, yeah, like, are you going to, it's all intentional. Oh, I was, I was talking to my brother when I was watching it a couple weeks ago, being, like, what is the ideal double feature for this movie? And I was like, mm, this movie has cocaine energy, so Scarface. And then I was like, no, that's a bad movie. Bad movie. I never want to watch Scarface again. And then I was I like, never oh, never want to watch that again. It's The Wolf of Wall Street. Like, yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street is in the way that this movie is effortless and quiet. Like that movie is like pretentious and loud. Um, but also not, because but there's not so many scenes that are like crazy vibing. And it's also like it's the '80s, so a movie about the '80s would be insane. And 2013 or 2000, you know, 11, whatever it's supposed to be, is uh, yeah, 2011 is when the burglars took place. So that's like a very different time. Um, but they're both like movies where you're vibing and it seems pretty awesome and like you would want to do it too and like oh it doesn't seem very hard to like break not not that I'm saying it's like easy and I want to break into a celebrity's house because that's a crime but the movie is very much like oh they did this they didn't get caught they're gonna keep doing it now they're doing all this crazy shit now Tisha Farminga has a gun and then you know then they go to jail and that's what the Wolf of Wall Street is too but it's about men I would say that the double feature would be Hustlers then, because it's also yes. different. Hustlers is like, another. Oh, it's another one of those movies. It's another. It's just like, well, what do you do when you have, you know, when capital, like when capital, we have the same capitalistic like 
goals and like aspirations, but they're different mm-hmm. because these privileged white girls just like think that like they don't think about it. They just right. think it's kind they of just like do funny, it. like tchotchkes almost, but also like kind of status symbols. Like they don't appreciate or, like the kind of like the things that they have versus people who have full control of the money that they make and have been able to kind of um, kind of climb up that ladder. To me, the mindset of the girls is that they value the items. They understand the like power that the items have. Yeah. But they don't understand the the monetary value. They don't understand that work had to be done to get money to buy that item. Yes. And they also don't understand that the repercussions of doing a crime yes. to get that are, are like it may seem like a shortcut, but you will go to jail. Yeah. And like I went to school growing up with a lot of kids who were just like I don't give a shit if I get in trouble because there are no repercussions and it's easier for me to like bitch about this thing and take it for granted and like totally, you know, so many kids have got really fucking nice cars for their 16th birthday that they totaled and then they got new cars. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what does that mean when you, well, like is the item more valuable if you know it's monetary worth or if you... Or if the monetary value is a non-issue. Yeah. Not in a succession way where in succession it's like they're so rich they don't, all this stuff doesn't matter to them. No. But And they're also like not stylish people and that's not what they're getting. Right. Like the consumption is so inconspicuous that. Yeah. There's a guy on TikTok who talks about this of like, you will see a a rich person wear a $3,000 sweater and it's a plain sweater. Yes. Hustlers is such a good example because like. You see them buy things. Yes. And... It has that Sofia Coppola quality of just like, wow, like, things, fashion. Yeah. I'm adorning myself, like, it, it, and it, and it is like a great feeling. I mean... Yeah. I love, I love I things. love hustlers. I love, I love buying. I love buying I love things. Clothes. I mean, like... Well, I also, like, Sofia Coppola, I saw Marie Antoinette at, like, a way too formative age, where I got really into just, like, everything has to be, like, styled. Like, you have to have your your table and your shelves. Because, like, everything in that movie is so placed. Um, and that's not what we're talking about. It's a different movie. But but it is, like, the yeah. same thing. I mean, they're sister films. Yeah. That we like, it totally. Fully. To me, this has such a good DNA of both Marie Antoinette and the Virgin Suicides of, like, just being, I, I mean, she really just does movies about like girls who are bored and are filling the boredom and you're filling your boredom with vices and you're filling your boredom with fantasy and you're filling your boredom with, um, adventure. And, and I think like she really just understands girl hierarchy in a way that's, you have had to live it to get the psychology of just, like, of that. Whereas, like, in somewhere, Elle, Elle Fanning doesn't have any friends. So she's, like, removed from the world of children and girls her own age, and she's in a world of adults. And... That's such a good fucking movie. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. I think that's her best movie. Well, oh, I don't oh. know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. This I, is, this is, this is, this is, 
This is. I think this movie is her I best think film. This is her be- I think this might be her best movie. Oh, I don't know. I, because I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maria Antoinette is my favorite, but to me, this movie is like, I have, I think it's like tight. The script's great. It's paced well. It's edited. The music slaps. Um, it's so economical. It's 90 minutes. And it's funny. And but yeah. somewhere it has Cool by Gwen Stefani in it. And Chris from Jackass, who's so cute. And the two strippers dancing to, to one thing. Fighters. Don't they... They think I do two songs. One of they them, do two songs. It's one, one of thing, them is Foo Fighters. And then it's Foo Fighters. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. And their yes, tennis yes, outfits. Yes. Like, I just wouldn't watch Somewhere as no. often as Same. I would probably watch this. Yeah. Um, somewhere really leaves me feeling in a slump. That's really nice, though. It's really good. Marie Antoinette, I fully am depressed by the end of it. I think Somewhere feels like her most vulnerable. It is. I think it's really personal in a yeah. way that, like, I haven't seen On the Rocks, but On the Rocks, like, very much reads, like, oh, this is a movie kind of, like, ha about me. Somewhere is one that feels like... Daddy. <laughs> like, this isn't about me, but, like, this is a little bit of me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like... I, I think Lost in Translation is fine. Yeah. I hate ScarJo, so... She's fine in it. It's fine. She's fine. She's in it. I hate Bill Murray, so yeah. it's kind of just like... It, 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 it is good. It's, it's just... Good. Um, and then I Love the Virgin Suicides. It is fully a horror film to me, just like the way it's designed and and looks and feels. It's like just a ghost story that's kind of rad and spooky blonde ladies, but... That's one of those... I, I think on principle... Don't like it. Don't like it. I know. I think it's a fine movie. It's fine. Yeah. I just can't get into a movie where the whole thing is like, they're blonde. Yeah, but I think what like is the the kind of like crushing part about it is like, they're blonde and that's it. There's that's it. We think these girls are so amazing and mysterious, and then they're just blonde. I think she thinks they're a little like I don't know. I think it's hard like. I, I really have a, I, I, this might be me reading into her and I don't want to like project, but like I think being like a little bit artsy and weird and seeing like beautiful, perfect girls and projecting this kind of like, they seem to have it together, but it must also suck mm-hmm. kind of energy of, I mean, like it's like Marie Antoinette's entire DNA is like, she has a perfect life, but doesn't that kind of suck? Mm-hmm. And then this one too of, they have all these things, but they have, like, they don't really like each other. They have no parental supervision. They're, like, get kicked out of school. This is, and they're 15 and they're going to jail. And then, virgin suicides. They kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, and maybe it's, like, a, I, I definitely watch it and you're kind of like, oh, if you're, like, maybe a loner kid. And you see these girls who, I don't know, I went to, I grew up with a girl who was, like, blonde and beautiful and, like, very California, and she just kind of seemed to have it all, and you're just kind of, like, it must be really easy being that person. I'm sure she had issues, but, yeah. Wow, we're just, like, getting deep. 
about I mean, my I childhood. think specifically with that movie, it's more just like, wow, how aesthetically cool is that that they're all Oh, yeah, they're all so, so blonde. blonde. Like, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Also, they are in the house all the time, so, like, I, I never felt like there was, like, ah, oh, wow, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, like, similar in the way that, like, what, like, how Michelle Pfeiffer's character in White Oleander is, like, we're blonde, don't you understand? Yeah. There's this something, I don't know, I'm just kind of like, a huge this is all white people issues. But it's also like a huge society thing of like, oh, blonde people. I mean, it's like fucked up that we just kind of are like, oh, look at these people. They can do whatever they want and they're great because they're very American blonde people. It, yeah, I, it, it is. It does feel like a weird kind of like opposite thing with her, but I think that one is just a bit more indulgent. Yeah, I'm just like okay, these are like from the last time I remember, I was like, these are not characters; these are blonde. No, they're girls. all it's like ideas. Like, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, okay, they're I mean, memories. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. I mean, like actually. Mustang is like actual like okay like what if what if the the girls were like character. Have you right. seen that? No. <gasps> it's really good. It's like Turkish, uh, they're all Turkish sisters and they're like trapped in the house. Oh, cool. And like they have to like escape. And it's it's really good. It like devastated me. It's very, and directed by a woman. It's very, very well, good. Yeah. Um, I'd watch that again. Um, yeah. But this is, yeah. Wait, this is what's fun. Your rank, what are your, what are oh, your ranking? Oh, so my ranking is Blingering, Marie Antoinette, Somewhere, The Beguiled. Mm. Um, I really liked The Beguiled. I have a lot of issues with The Beguiled, but I think it's a well-crafted piece of cinema for what it is, but it is not what it could be. Like, it has a lot of, like, it's, I understand, I, I, I don't, support the decision to cut the black character. I understand the like her fully saying, I don't know black people, sweetie. I don't I don't her being like, I don't know what to do with a black person. Yeah. I like I could be like, okay, listen, like this is a like the the if you want to tell a story about like women who fell from society, like don't do the beguiled, like because it's not that's not the premise of the and also yeah. to kind of make it like a gender thing when it's like, just it's like not you can't a, yeah. you can't like do civil war stuff and be like but girl power right like civil war is it's also like it is intersectional you cannot divorce the like whiteness and the femininity yeah you you just can't do that it has to be yeah Angelica yeah. Bastian wrote a good piece about how like it's a good it's a good movie a, about yes. race about whiteness without like having black people in it right but like. It's that, not a, that. That was not her. I don't think that was her. That was exactly. She was just like, yeah, but the guy, the guy, he's like, the shit, and the girls, they're coming together. But also, like, I think what I like about the movie is like he's ultimately a like grenade that undoes the fabric of their like little fake society, mm-hmm. and like he's pretty irrelevant. And which is also so different from it's the, so different from the original. Like, because like in the in the original, he's like, no, I'm a big honking piece of shit. And he is in the thing, but it's kind of like, oh, I want to just watch, like, Kiki and 
Nicole Kidman shoot daggers at each other across the table. Like, this is much more interesting to me yeah. than whatever Colin Farrell's doing. We love Colin Farrell, but, like, whatever. Um, and then I would do... Um, what are the other freaking movies? Isn't it lost oh, in translation? And Virgin Suicides. I, was, I would put Virgin Suicides before The Beguiled. Okay. Then Lost in Translations at the bottom. And I haven't seen On the Rocks. And I do like a very Bill Murray Christmas, but I've only... What's yours? Uh, let me pull them up. Cause I feel like she's the only director who I've seen. Well, I haven't seen the Bill Murray thing, but that's not, it's not a movie. It's a Christmas special? It's a Christmas special. Yeah. I just haven't seen On the Rocks and I won't. I just have I'm just, again, I'm only watching things that sound interesting to me and it kind of seems like it's going to make me sad. Uh, it's too, it's too nothing. Um, it's, and actually it's more frustrating than it right. is, like, cause it's just like, bitch, if you don't talk to your fucking husband, I'm gonna be unsatisfied. I love Mr. Phoenix. I don't want them to. Um, also she's like, uh, you yelled at me about black people, so I put some black people in this movie. Um, I guess it's probably, it's probably somewhere inching just slightly ahead of the bling ring. And then Marie Antoinette, and then Lost in Translation, and then, ugh, I guess The Virgin Suicides, and then The Beguiled, and then On the Rocks, I guess. Mm. I feel like it's- On the Rocks is barely a movie. I feel like she has such a, like, she, great movies, and then some, like, it's fine. It's fine. Movies? It's fine. Like, yeah. they're better movies than most movies. Yeah. Her, except for On the Rocks. But, like... Yes. Yeah. As I think it's something that... There was some article that came out a couple of months ago that was, like, why don't we... Or years ago, I guess, now. It was, like, why don't we give Sofia Coppola the, like, level of auteurship that we talk about with, like, other her male contemporaries? And... Uh, so, I mean, it's the same, the conversation that was happening about Nancy Myers. Nancy Myers, Exactly. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, sexism. I really, like, was, we talked about this a while ago, but, like, critic criticism is, like, there are so many, like, iconic female critics, but the critics who have the loudest voices tend to be men. Yeah. Um, and they are, you know, it's critic, criticism is not a, film criticism is not as diverse as the people who make and watch movies. Um, the people who make movies is getting more diverse, but, like, the people who review them on a, on a, on a, like, big scale, it's, like, old white guys, and they're the same old white guys mm. who've been criticizing movies for a very long time. Um, I actually think it's kind of the opposite, but, like, also kind of bad. I think, like, if you're using Rotten Tomatoes as, like, an oh, example, like, no. but, but, no, I yeah. am using it oh, as yeah. an example. Like, the top critics... And, like, the people who are accepted, approved, like, tomato-approved critics has expanded. And it's a way more diverse pool. Right. But it's not a lot of the – well, also, that's kind of, like, a shitty aggregate anyways. Right. Because, like, it can be a middling review and someone says it's not dog shit and that's a positive review. But also, there are just a lot of people reviewing things who are extremely incurious 
and don't know and are kind of just like happy to be there. Yeah, they don't watch movies. They yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like also Rotten Tomatoes is such a like mixed bag. You can get people from like various publications from all around the country. But thinking about like New York, LA, Chicago, like the like there there's There's not a, you're not seeing people with the experiences or, like, the representation of a film talking about that film. So you're having, like, there are people who have very little understanding of certain cultures, writing reviews of cultures, being dismissive of those cultures because they just, like... Yes. It's not, and the same thing's happening in theater, too. Yeah. Um, And I think from a... It's, like, to me, incredibly blaring from, like, a race and representation standpoint. But then I was, like, for gender, there are movies that are girly movies that are excellent movies. But because they're Nancy Meyer movies or um, chick flicks or whatever, they get kind of put into a separate pile of not being cinema. Which is also a stupid thing to separate movies and art and cinema and, like, all that yeah. shit. I think, I mean, I think that, like people who have kind of been doing this for, like, a while, like, I'm sure, like, David Sims or, like, Richard Brody, like, I'm sure all of these people, like, but they're also people who are, like, very thorough with their dogs. Yeah. Like, they like these movies and have seen enough stuff to, like, be able to, like, categorize people's, like, work. I, I think it's just, like, just inexperienced people. Right. If you work for them. Entertainment Weekly, if you work for yeah. people and your yeah. review is getting read on a mass scale, but yeah. you have the power of being at a huge and I don't like yeah you know I think it's like weird because like I think critics are a bit more thorough about stuff but then there's like this step where something becomes like discourse and something becomes like a general popular opinion which is not unsimilar to these popular opinions that are kind of guiding the characters like in this movie right about what they want and what they don't want it's the same sort of thing that like created this thing about oh all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies are, are about exactly, twists. Exactly, exactly. I don't think it's critics, but I think it's something that, like, I think it's probably, honestly, other forms of media that aren't, like, criticism towards a, a specific thing Maybe that, that creates sort of, like, a reference point, like, scary movie or something like that. Like, things right. that are... You know and I mean. maybe criticism, like, not even in... I mean, like, Manola Dargis loves the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. Like, there are worlds where there are some things that expand. But, like, general, just, like, be... Like, I don't know. I, I don't have a specific reference, but I think generally, like, the way... Like, not serious publications, but publications that have a large audience base can be flippant about something, can be... Can be um, can wash, can have a, a wide brush over something that people take as, as, um, as canon. Like, mm-hmm. like M. Night Shyamalan, all his movies are about twists. It's like, well, as if we stop saying that, then it becomes untrue. Yeah. I don't think that, I think that applies more so to other people than it does to Sofia Coppola. I feel like she's a pretty respected, like, it's always kind of like, she's, I feel like when people want to name a woman... Oh, they just name Sophia like Coppola. Coppola and Greta Gerwig. Yeah. But I think she's not... I still kind of... I pick up on a vibe that, like... 
it is still, there is, there is a, like, side market. And the same way Greta Gerwig. Remember when they do those things around the Oscars where they're, like, um, an anonymous Academy member talks about things. And they're always, it's always some dude who's, like, a ladybird. I've never even heard of that, but it sounds like the women's movie. Like, every year there's one movie, and there's the the black movie, the women's movie, the Spanish movie, whatever. And it's, like, the... The, like, desire to break out from that. And it can just be like, no, it's just a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's afforded the attention that any, like, maybe, you know, not like, you know, Christopher Nolan or something like that. But, like, it's always kind of an event. She's very much treated as, like, not a woman director. But I see what you were saying is that you don't think that her films are given the rework and like reanalyzing and appreciation and the thoroughness that you give her work. Like I think there are male directors who have a less, a smaller um, like library of films and a less accomplished understanding of filmmaking who are, who are hailed as auteurs. Mm -hmm. And name names, Allie. I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names. We've been talking shit all night. What are you talking about? All I night. Have, I haven't named any names all night. Um, I think, like, I think I could name a bunch. But, like, mm-hmm. they make okay movies. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they have become part of the, like, bo- the boys club. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, and not just a female, but I think a lot of female directors are put into a kind of, like, girls table like it's just like there's there's not a level of I don't want to say respect but I just think there's like a level of separation where we can be talking about Marie Antoinette we can talk about Blaine Ring we talk about somewhere the same way we talk about movies that are you know we I don't know people I don't know I see what you're saying. Yeah. I do think she's the exception, though. I think everybody. Like, I think still she programs would be. Is, also, she's made six films, and most women directors have not been able to do that. Well, I mean, I think I think it's like she has made six films that are her films, whereas someone like Calvin yeah. Hardwick or Lynn, or Lynn, Lynn Ramsey is like a not as much of a household name. Yeah. 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 And it's also helpful when like your dad is Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. And your cousin is Nick Cage and your entire family is a filmmaking family. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt. And you've got that Phoenix man's... Actually, they probably have a prenup. They probably have a prenup. I'm sure they have a prenup. Because, like, Phoenix was pretty big before they got together. Yeah. That's where I met her. At a Phoenix concert. Oh. There was a Phoenix concert at Brooklyn, so they did a residency... And I went with my friends, and then they had a dance party in the lobby what, after. What era of Phoenix is this? This was a couple summers ago. They did a, like, tour. Like, Korof? Is that, is that what the album was It was called? called Teamo, I think. Teamo, with the peaches on it, or something like that. It was a heart, it was I a think. a heart? But oh it was, God. like, um, it came out recently, and the whole vibe of, it was so fun. They had, like, aper- they had, like Italian aperitif tasting, and then they had, like, a Japanese whiskey section, and they... Had all like mini stages all throughout, and they like 
Um, oh, Tayama. So this is like 2017. Yeah, they had a ton of... I bought Phoenix underwear. It's so fun. Um, my friend Carol has an amazing like workman's jacket or like mechanics jacket. So after they had a DJ set and they had a dance party... And I'm, like, having a blast dancing. My friend was, like, Sophia Coppola standing right behind you. And I was, like, shoot your shot. And I turned around, and I was just, like, hi. I just want to say, like, you're one of my favorite directors. Marie Antoinette's one of my favorite movies. It inspired me to, like, love film. And it has made a huge impact on my life. And I just really respect you. And I saw – oh, I was, like, I saw you at the New Yorker Fest. And it was – went by myself. It was lovely. And Bye. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Thank you so much. Like, that's so sweet. Thank you. And I was like, okay, bye. That's like Dance. a much nicer version than me yelling, than me yelling at, like, um, Mira Nair and, like, being like, I love Angus Long's imperfect snogging. Thank you so much. And she was like, I cannot hear you, but thank, thank you. You're you. welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Because, like, when I walked past Rufus Sewell a couple days ago. Oh, my God, yeah. And I... Almost shouted like, I love old. What's the movie with Marlon Brando? <laughs> Marlon Brando and who is it? Jack Nicholson, Nicholson are in, are a, in movie. a movie. What was that movie? I mean, he, I, he either loved that or roll his eyes so fucking hard. I just made like incredibly prolonged eye contact with him and I was like, and I had my little mask on and so I was like, because also, you should have told him you loved gold. I should have, but we were walking on opposite directions, like on Bedford, and I'm going to Dwayne Reed. He was probably leaving that vicinity, and I really, I got, God, I got nervous. Yeah, because it's like I don't know what to do. Like, yeah, I'm not. I like used to. I dated a guy once who was like so unafraid about going after celebrities, and we were like at a thing for some. New York Film Fest, Tribeca, mm-hmm. one of the film fests. And he just, like, going up to all these celebrities. And I was like, please stop. You don't know these people. And he was, like, networking and shit. And I'm not so good at that. My brothers are really good at that. They, like, ran into Quentin Tarantino at the Hollywood Bowl. And they, like, went up and talked to him. And, like, celebrity. They just, like, go talk to celebrities all the time. And they're so chill about it. And I'm like, hello, your movie changed my life. And also I saw Richard Brody interview you. And it was so cool. I love that you do binders. Have a nice night. Dancing, dancing, dancing over here. Oh, you like did like a weird YMCA with one hand. I was like, hi, I just like love your work so much. I think you're just like so fucking cool. I'm like, anyway, okay, like you movies make me cry. Like, bye. I yeah. feel that. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how I, like, I, at my current job, there's a guy that's in a superhero movie that's like a regular on, at, the restaurant that I work at and like the first day he like was working I was like huh that's this guy and I I fully like gave him his takeout and I was just like just so you know I thought you were really great in this movie and like then we just like ended up talking and like yeah he like sees me on the street and he's like hey Shay and I'm like oh hey like we're like cool that happened to me once we're like two steps away from like if he threw a party yes you could could possibly get invited to the party I like hung out I like when I worked in theater I still work theater. When I worked at a theater company, we like obviously had like celebrities at our opening night parties, and Cherry Jones was like hanging out really late at one of the parties. And I went up to her and I was like, Oh, like I sat next to you at a play a couple months ago. What did you think of that play? And she was like, We basically just like ended up like hanging out. Yeah. And like trying to get one actress like to stop like sneaking outside to go smoke because we couldn't have like no one wanted like she was not allowed to smoke. And Cherry Jones was like, I'm on making sure that she doesn't smoke, duty. 
And we just, like, hung out. We, like, had a lovely chat. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, fully friends with Cherry. I was like, I'm friends with Cherry Jones now. Like, yeah. it's very different from you and your actor. But I was like, oh, this person just, like, wants to to hang out. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should, like, going forward, like, have the confidence of white boys and just be yes, like, oh, hey. white comedians. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, he was a comedian? This yeah. ex of yours? Yes. Ugh. I know. Ugh, white boys get everything. Everything. They get fucking everything. And Ugh. I was like, this isn't fair. Yeah. You're not even good at whatever it is you do. Ugh. 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 Um, this was a crazy episode. This was insane. We got really heavy a little bit. That was like... But I feel refreshed. I feel like I took like a really good poop. I feel you know? exhausted. I feel good. I feel like, oh, I'm going to talk about this in therapy on Tuesday. What? I'm like, I don't know how to back up my opinion about this and that. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm going to watch The Bling Ring probably to fall asleep. You should definitely do that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. been on Netflix. It's been on Netflix. It's, that, that's like a staple. And secretly, it is like secret on Netflix. I yes, don't know. they do like, not advertise it. They do not advertise it. At all. They're like, you want to watch He's All That? You want to watch He's All That? You want to watch He's All That? You want to watch Clickbait? The was one that Clickbait was really bad. <laughs> the one that mine was pushing for a very long time was that, like, 9-11 in real time movie. Like, United 93 or whatever it is. Sweetie, I never forgot. You don't need to remind me. I know. I'm fucking Sweetie Todd. I never forget and I never forgive. Oh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sweetie. She just pulls out her little fucking razor. She's like, bitch, what is this? It's fine. Um, and every time I would log into Netflix, it would be like the autoplay clip of that movie. And I had to be like, Netflix, I will watch this. So you shut up. And I watched it and it was very disturbing. I don't. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Now it's like, you should watch the game. And I was like, excuse me, I own the game. I own the Criterion edition of the game, Netflix. The algorithms are so fucked up. We went on, like, I was at my boyfriend's house, and we turned on Netflix, and it was, a it was like, for the chair, but it was just a clip of Jay Duplass talking to his daughter. Oh, what? And I, yeah. And my it, like, chair so clip it, is so different. Yes, I know. And I'm like, oh, so, like, it must know that you're, like, a white guy. Yes. Because it thinks the way to lure you into watching this show is to show you a clip of Jay Duplass. Imagine you were like, I was on the fence, but Jay Duplass is in when it. When Sandra O. Oh, my clip, it shows me, is Sandra O. Oh falling out of a chair. The titular chair? The titular, the titular chair. chair. The chair in the chair. And I was like, oh, so is she... I was like, is, is this legally blonde but reverse? I was like, what is this movie? What is this show? I'm not watching that. I'm not watching it either. Someone, like, emphatically told me to watch it, and I was like, okay, I will watch it now. Like, y'all do this shit every fucking week. It's always, like, some sort of, some new thing, and, like, I'm not programmed to take in that much TV. I also, like, had watched, I have been burned so many times watching, like, really bad things. That have been, like, recommended, yeah. Yes. Or hyped. Yeah. And TV's such a fucking... Slog. Slog. I'd rather watch Criminal Minds. Because I already know... It's gonna be good. the deal is. I literally, a couple, last week I was homesick. I wasn't sick. I was I was not feeling well. I got a COVID test and then I was waiting for the COVID results. And I'm COVID negative. And I was like, oh, there's nothing like Criminal Minds. Oh, like, I'm I just going to watch Criminal Minds again. I don't think there are bad episodes. 
No, there are great episodes. And they're like, maybe, maybe like, maybe something gets under my skin a little right. bit and kind of scares me. Yeah, there are a couple scary ones. Yeah. I get less scared of it because the unsubs targets are always like white people and I'm just like, hmm. But no, there are some. Not me. Ha ha ha. There are some episodes. There was one that I watched recently that was like, the unsub kidnaps like three girls and puts them in a basement and then was like, in order to leave, you have to kill one of the girls. And I was like... Who writes this? Like, is that the premise of Split? Doesn't he do that? Or I don't know if they just kill like, each other. He kidnaps them. them. He kidnaps them. Um, I didn't see that. That looks like nonsense to me. I saw it in theaters, but I had taken it edible, so I don't really remember. <laughs> James McAvoy was big. Well, we had really bad seats. Big, yeah. We were sitting in the front row at like one of the big Union Square oh. theaters, so I was like this the whole time. So I have no clue. I didn't see Glass. No. Yeah. I love Unbreakable, but like, I don't. I haven't seen Unbreakable. It's really I good. Do love, I do love Unbreakable. It's really, that's one of his finer. I watched Die Hard for the very first time over Christmas. It's wonderful. It's so wonderful. Alan Rickman, Rickman. is so good. Yeah. Then I read that Alan Rickman was like really sad because he from then on was only cast as villains. He was like Mr. He's not a villain in Galaxy Quest. He's not a villain in Galaxy Quest. But he was like period piece love interest and then all of a sudden did this movie and so like they'd be like, bring, bring, I have an American casting director. Do you want to be the bad guy? And he was like, not particularly, but I want to work. That's really... Is that sad? That's something you just got to come to terms with though. I know. But then he was Snape and he was really good. Yeah, and Snape had a heart of gold and we've been talking about it for years. For years. Well, and I haven't, but In a way that like when he died, everyone was like, Snape. And I'm like, no, you mean the guy from Sense and Sensibility. Not Mr. Darcy, not Mr. Rochester, but the other one. Anyway. Period. Period. Um. Okay, yeah. This is good. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. Oh, they do play that. Yeah. Great, great soundtrack. soundtrack. They must have spent so much money so much, to get this music. All of the lights, like, like when they're so in much the car. Kanye. So much Kanye, but kind of also in the time when Kanye... Oh, no, yeah. When it like, was like... It was pre-Life of Pablo Kanye. Yes. Yes. He's, yeah, like, it takes... When it came out... When, when did it oh, come I out was again? in high school. I was in college, 2013. This came out in 2013? Yeah, I graduated high school 2011. Jesus came out in 2013. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He still had a hold on all of us. Not yeah. how you hoes are pretending nowadays that it's the same. It's not the same. No. Grow up, people. Oh, my God. Yeah, crown on the, the crown on the ground intro is iconic. 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 Which is so amazing. The needle drops are so amazing too because they're always extremely loud. Yes. And the rest of the movie is so fucking quiet. Yeah. Mm. And also in a way that it is so... I just think... I mean, talk about... One, I love the soundtrack. Sofia Coppola soundtracks. Yes. The Marie Antoinette one I listen to on repeat all the time. And I think this one is just such a good... Uh, this is all music that these kids would listen to. It's music that was playing at the time. It's music that still slaps. It still slaps. And it's one of these, it's like, mm, takes me right back. It's yeah. like hearing Yeah by Usher and you're immediately like, ah! I think you just said that. I was just like, dur, dur, dur. do you remember that video of the girl? This is like pre, pre, it was like Tumblr area era where she like 
did her own little, like, acapella version of Yeah. No. And, like, one of the frames is just, like, her clapping. <laughs> and then, like, she's just, like, burp, And then she's kind of, like, dancing in another one. It's, I have to, I don't know how I'm going to find it, but I will find it. Yes. No, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, she, I would love to go to a party that she's DJing. Yes, me too. She'd be an amazing DJ. Does yes. she do that? She should. It's the same way in, in Hustlers. Yes. When Hustlers has a needle drop, it's so perfect. Um, but, and it, but it's nice because you know it's like not just like a music supervisor. Like no, it feel it feels like it's very much like no, this is like what we're gonna do. So that's the thing that like she like puts music to like she works from music, which I think is so rad. Yeah, the need there's a really good needle drop in Virgin Suicides when Josh Duhamel's like walking down a, a corridor in slow motion and it plays Magic Man by Heart, and I'm just like, how is no one else obsessed with this? Um... What was I going to say about also like using your husband to be like write the score for my movie? Iconic. That's sexy. Um, there was something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I read recently that Sofia Coppola was approached to direct Twilight. Breaking Dawn. Breaking Dawn. The last two ones. <sighs> when the- does Breaking Dawn, are they married by then? Or is Breaking Dawn the, the They get the married way. at the end and of sex. Eclipse and they have sex in Break. No, I think they get married at the end of Breaking Dawn 1 and they have sex. Yes. yes. And then she has the baby. Yes. It oh, would have been so the first emo. Does the first one end after she has the baby? No. Because, no. No, Renesmee is only... In the last one. Yeah. Because that thing is scary. And I think the movie, the first one is like, you're afraid she's going to die. Hold on, let me, I'm going to pull it up. Yes. I haven't, I don't watch that one a lot. <gasps> She becomes a vampire at the end of Breaking Dawn Part 1. Okay, they get married, and then he turns her. She has, yeah. No, in, the, no. in, in Breaking Dawn Part part 1, they... Oh, yes, yes. They he get turns married before they get... Wait, she, uh, no, okay. So they get married at the end of Eclipse. Yes. And... No, they get married at the beginning... Of Breaking Dawn. Of Breaking Dawn. Then he turns her. Then they no, go they, on then their... They fuck. Then they go on their honeymoon and they fuck. They fuck. Then she gets pregnant. Yes. Uh-oh. And Carlisle's like, she cannot have this baby. She's going to die. And then because it's an allegory and abortion is bad and in this allegory, Edward won't let them kill the baby. Uh, so she has the baby and he turns her in order to save her life. Yes. Wow, this And like, then the, the cliffhanger is like, does it take? Does it take? And then the and then it starts with her being beautiful. And then and then it's like the guys in Europe, Michael Sheen, and the other guy and Dakota Fanning are like, uh the fuck? Yeah, they're like ex- uh, J- Jamie Campbell Bauer of Sweeney Todd. <gasps> yeah. Did he ever work again? No. But honestly, if I had Twilight Breaking Down money, I also wouldn't work again. And Sweeney Todd money. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd's great. Yeah. Um, I feel you. Talk about a boy with big eyes. Um, so then, and then Breaking Down Part 2 is the battle. Yes. But drink, drink, Breaking Down Part 2 is we have to go around the world and find the other vampires. Yes. Rami Malek. Rami Malek. And crazy baby Renesmee. So yeah, so Sofia Coppola was direct, approached to direct both of those movies, which would have been so emo. But think about the soundtrack. Soundtrack would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. 
Better than better than the new Moon soundtrack, which is pretty up there as a, as a great soundtrack. It's pretty up there, yeah. Ah, uh, I just... And then they become vampires and live together forever. I feel like the people who... If she, if she ever does a movie like that in the future, I feel like the people who are very, like, dramatic about director's choices on the internet would, like, lose their fucking minds if, if Sofia Coppola directed something with, like, obvious, like, CG in it. Oh my god, yeah, well, when she was gonna do her, um... Little Mermaid? Yeah. Um, that was, like, all gonna be underwater, and then it was, like, bad. Chloe Grace Moretz? I think it was Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay, wait, here's an article. The She revealed she considered directing the final installment of the Twilight Saga. She was approached. And I talked to someone about something else, but they approached me about that. I talked to them about it. I liked the story. I have so many friends, kids who love it. It's romantic, but I didn't end up doing it. And Bill Condon of Dreamgirls did it. More like condom. Bill Condon. Okay. Oh, now I feel like a bitch. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. He's no. known for God and Monsters. He didn't direct Chicago. He wrote the screenplay for Chicago. Dreamgirls and Beauty and the Beast. With Emma Watson? With Emma Watson. Not doing as good as she does in this movie. Okay, well, this has been the, the Patreon episode about Bling Ring. <laughs> <laughs> A squad of girls who rob. Um, I want our friend. We don't know what our next one's going to be, but if you have suggestions, let us know. Yeah. Oh, my God. And thank you for your support. Yeah. And we're going to use your money to go to Kitson and buy some wristlet purses and big grindstone gradient sunglasses and ponchos. I'm trying to think what else people wore. And Juicy oh my, Couture tracksuits. Oh my god, when she's like struggling to find a dress to wear to court. Yes. And she's like, this is, is this is this slutty? And they're like, yeah. And then it's... Ugh. But then she does the amazing, like, they have a conversation about the shoes that she should wear. And yeah. it's if you know, Alex... Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Dyers. Yes. You like, it's like a fun little thing being like, oh, she's wearing little kitten heels. Yes. And little brown baby shoes. That's... Such a great piece of art. Art, it's art. I would put that in a museum. Yeah, on like a on like a continuous just like loop. Yeah, like if I were a historian and I was finding stuff, I would put that in a time capsule for the futures to and the aliens to discover. We should pivot to being like artists who are just like no, we're like pop culture. Like, I mean, that's what TikTok really is. Yeah, and people are really doing the good work. But maybe we can just like pull a. Um, we can have, like, white people at art and just steal that. Just yeah, I think we can, it. like, we do need to make a TikTok, so. It's so hard, though. There's so many things. It is so not user-friendly. I mean, it's, I understand that children use it. Yes. And old people use it. But I, like. I don't know how to do I it. I do not know how to do it. I, like, t- test out some of the filters and then I end up, like, recording videos. And I luckily, like, X out. But I don't know how to just, like, I, I don't know how to do it. It can't be that hard. Again, children and, and old ladies use it. I guess you don't. I don't know. We'll talk about We're it. We'll, it we will talk about the mechanics if of you're, TikTok If you're later. good at this uh, You app. let us know. You let yeah. us know. All okay. Right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.